There you go. Then. Go ahead, bro. So um, I get the phone call, right? And like I was telling you, like, I don't know if you ever got, if you've ever been on a roller coaster, bro. And like right before you take that huge dip, like just like your blood just rushes. And I was like, holy crap, man. Okay. And I'm like thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, nah, like it can't be anything like that. Like I haven't done anything, not here. You know what I mean? So he goes and he's like, um, we're here uh, to conduct an investigation for uh, Medicare and wage fraud. The fuck? I'm like, okay, you, you have my permission to access anything that you need to. He's like, oh, I don't need your permission. Oh, this guy, this guy like, like, I'm, I'm getting into your business. I don't, I don't yeah, think- bro. And I was like, he's like, until about noon, we'll see you then. And I was like, you know, I'm in Laredo, right? You know, that's like a three hour drive. And he's like, we'll see you here, sir. Boom, hangs up the phone. Damn, bro. That's fucking, that's like, that sounds crazy and scary. <sighs> bro, I never took a fucking shower quicker than that in my life, bro. Like, I swear to <laughs> God, I was in and out like in two minutes. I put on some scrubs, like some nursing scrubs. I didn't even put on my suit, bro. I used to wear like nice suits and stuff like that for work. Nah, I was like, man, I might go to jail, so I need to be comfortable. I ain't going to be comfortable in no suit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so I put on some scrubs, bro. I get in my car, bro. I go. By the time I get to my corpus office, corpus office, I'm sorry, I open the door, and there's a big old pallet, and everything, all my files, all my computer, Everything is on that pallet and it's covered in evidence tape. That yellow tape that says evidence or I don't know what, what it says, yeah, but yeah, it was like, some yellow tape. Like when they tape. put the yellow tape. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's like, Mr. Hein, yes, sir. Bust out the badge, bust out the warrant, right? One in one. And he's like, all right, buddy, you want the handcuffs in the front or you want them in the back? Whoa, buddy, what? What do you mean? I was like, what did I do? He's like, we're going to take a little ride downtown. And I was like, what the fuck, bro? So I'm like, all right, man, let me keep my dignity. Right? So, like, put the handcuffs in the front. It's all good. So we go downtown. And then he starts, like, busting out all these files, bro. Like, once these dudes get there, like, the the investigation is done, bro. They're just going to go pick your ass up. Right? And I'm like, Okay, so this, 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 and this. And I was like, bro, that's that's not, none of that is mine. None of that is mine. He's like, well, we conducted our investigation. And I was, you know what? I want to exercise my right to remain silent. And I'd like to request a phone call. He's like, all right, you want to do it that way? Cool. I pick up the phone. I call my lawyer. Hey, this and this happened. He's like, what the fuck? And my lawyer is my lawyer, bro. So... He knows everything, both good and bad, that I'm doing because I have to be transparent. When we first got acquainted, he's like, you need to be transparent with me because if we ever get stuck in a situation, like, I need to bail you out. You know what I mean? That's why you're paying me. So I call him and I was like, bro, I'm in corpus with this, 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 and this. And he's like, I'm on my way. Homie got there like in 30 minutes, bro. I don't know how he teleported or how, right? I'm obviously, I'm exaggerating, right? But like, (laughs) he got there and he's like, bro, what happened? I have no idea what happened, right? And he's like, you got to be honest with me. I'm like, bro, I'm being honest with you, bro. Like, I'm being completely honest with you. So to make a long story even shorter, um, I had to take a lie detector test. I had to hire a a forensic pathologist to make sure that, let's just say that my signature wasn't my signature. You get me? So 
at the end of the day, this dude comes back and he's like, okay, well, you're, you're free, but somebody's got to pay the fine. Somebody's got to pay the money back to Medicare and Medicaid, right? And you're the owner, right? Fuck. Yeah, I'm the owner. All right. Well, what's the ticket? 2.4. Hey, 2.4. And you have 90 days to pay it. Oh, all right, bet. So I hustle, bro. I I sell everything and anything that I own of value, bro. I sold my French bulldog, bro. Like everything, bro. Oh my everything. god, bro! I used crazy. to collect shoes. I sold all my shoes. I used to collect a bunch of stuff, and I sold. Right? I come up with two point four, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay. I'm at zero, but I'm good. Like I'm, it's paid off, no jail time, nothing like that, right? And then the fucking IRS comes to me, right? And the IRS is like, oh, now they're done with you. Now we got. Now fuck we're you next. Too. Now, now we, we want our cut. You. Yeah. So they're like, oh, off of that two point four, no taxes were paid off of that two point four. So guess what? You owe five hundred. I remember. I remember the number exactly, bro. You owe five hundred and thirty-four thousand eight hundred and sixty-six dollars and seventeen cents. Holy shit! Wow, half Man, a mil, bro. Bro, and I'm half a milli, bro. Mm. I'm like, you know what? All right, fine. Let me start to hustle. Eric, Robert. After that, everything just started falling, bro. Everything just started falling. My business partners, they were stealing money from the mall, bro. They were my business partner that I had. I had invested some money in a travel agency. He was like gone. Everything from the mall was missing and gone. Like everything was gone, bro. Everything was gone. And it was my fault because I let it get to that point. You know what I mean? So I I can't pay it. I can't. All right, well, you either close down all your businesses, we take it from you, or you declare bankruptcy. You choose. I closed everything down. I closed everything down. I talked to my lawyer. This is the best route. This is the quickest way out. This is the quickest way to make a comeback. This is what you're going to do. I sold everything. <clears throat> I left one of my businesses. I left to my business partner. I didn't ask for anything in return. I did it all with love. I, I would never ask for anything in return. Like that's all love right there. Everything mm-hmm. else I sold, everything else that I could have. Bro, <clears throat> when I was selling my house, I went into my attic and there was a little gun safe in my attic. And I was, I guess one of those days that I was just tripping out or drunk or something, bro. I was on a trip, bro. I found a little gun safe, right? Like a little thing like that in my attic, right? <clears throat> I open it. There's $5,000 in there. I was like, oh. Five G's, bro. I literally have five G's to my name. That's it. I sold my cars. I sold everything, bro. Everything. I I went and borrowed one of my mother's vehicles. That's to where it got. And I was like, you know what, man? I can't be in Laredo anymore. I can't. I can't. I need to leave. So after contemplating for a couple of months, like obviously my son was in Laredo, my family was in Laredo, everything that I knew and loved was in Laredo. Laredo will always be home. So it holds a very special place in my heart, right? I left. I left. I came to San Antonio. Uh, 
at the end of 2018, like October 2018, after all that shit, after my hair fell out, all the Ghana started coming out. And I bought some tuna. I bought a box of ramen and I rented a little apartment. And I was like, here we go. Here we go. My first job was at a call center. After the call center, I started working for Amazon, which is borderline slavery. And if you ever see an Amazon driver, please take care of him because it was not not fun, bro. I've been chasing any kind of dog that you can think of. You were a driver then, an Amazon driver. Yeah. Yeah, I was a delivery guy for Amazon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I've been chased by any kind of breed of dog that you can think of. I got chased by a hog once. Oh, damn. So then I started doing deep work, bro. Deep work. Again, once again, I fell into into a dark place here. I, I couldn't get off of my couch, bro. I was I was in a dark place. Like, I couldn't get off of my couch. In my shit that I had brought from Laredo, there was one last bottle of Vicodin. It was 180 pills I hadn't touched. 180, bro. Brand new. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Pop the bit and pop the bottle open. Took me like 30 to 45 minutes to chew 180 fucking pills, bro. I wanted out. I wanted out. I didn't want to do this anymore. And then you know what? A few days later, I woke up. And when I woke up, everything was different after that. God was like, you know what? You're not going anywhere, buddy. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you try. You say when on my, you leave on my terms, not on your terms. And I talk about it really openly because I've already come to peace of me doing that. You know what I mean? If you think that suicide and depression and all this other anxiety is not real, let me tell you, it is. It's a huge monster that a lot of people deal with. And the only reason why I'm so open about it is because Hopefully after today, one or two or three or however many listeners that listen to your show can see that there is light after the dark, you know? So I started doing, after that, I I finally got a therapist and I've been to many therapists in my life, bro. Like it was like a joke to me, you know? After 20, 30 therapists, I was like, here we go again, right? So the one thing that did change is now there was will and now there was intention and now there was awareness and mindfulness and i was willing to do the work because let me tell you man changes is extremely 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 fucking difficult bro they say my therapist told me this bro for every one year of childhood trauma it takes seven adult years to correct Imagine that, bro. I'm like, man, I'm going to be 103 years old trying to fix myself, bro. (laughs) Damn. Wow. I learned. I I started educating myself. I started reading, bro. Reading completely changed my life, man. Reading just when I had this conversations with Robert, I'm like, Robert, you need to start reading and reading and reading. So a a huge impact. I, I say that the thing, the one piece of literature that really like clicked it's called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. And it's written by Dr. Joe Dispenza, right? I have magic, a very- Magical animal- guy, man, magical guy. Bro, 
bro, you know exactly what I'm talking about, Eric, mm-hmm. right? So I'm a very analytical person, bro. I need numbers. I need data. I need things to make, to believe, right? This dude just completely, like, changed everything for me. That, my therapist, prayer, just, and really doing the work, bro. Like, hey, you know what, man? Like, you got to feel, you got to you gotta be vulnerable, bro. If you're not vulnerable, if you're not in tune and you're not in touch with yourself, if you don't allow yourself to feel things, there's no change that's going to happen. Right. In order for you to physically rewire, chemically, I should say, rewire your brain, there's a lot of pain involved, man. Yeah. A lot of pain. You know, but people only change for a couple of reasons, man, for four reasons, I believe. Right. And one of those reasons is because you have to, you know, and once you recognize that why, it starts happening and happening and happening and happening and happening. You know, so in in society's eyes i reached the pinnacle man i was at the top it was wonderful bro it was wonderful and i can tell you that those were the emptiest years of my life those were the emptiest years of my fucking life if that's what success is i didn't want it i didn't want it bro now i'm fulfilled now um, my relationship with my circle is stronger. Now I am a strong pillar for those people that rely on me, for those people that need me, like my son. You know, I was talking, mm. I was talking to you earlier that now I have full custody of my son, you know, and that amazing. completely it's a blessing, just, bro. That's amazing. a blessing, bro. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, and um he's been listening in this whole time. Say hi, oh. Sebastian. Hi. What's up, Sebastian? Nice to meet you, buddy. <laughs> so um it, i just it, it, it had to happen and it couldn't have happened any other way what yeah. i've learned is that the universe the universe will unfold as it should not as i would have it to exactly you know so in a nutshell that was my awakening process bro you know and um would i do it again in a heartbeat so but when you when you had that near death experience, a lot of people talk about you know they're going through another dimension. They're seeing you know astral projections. They're in a different dimension. They see you know the light. They meet the creator or they see something like that. Did you have any of those experiences? Yeah. Um, as it was happening, and let me tell you, I'll go a little a little into it. Right. Yeah. That day, I had a firm schedule, bro. Right. That I, every day, like I was clockwork to the T. Right. So that day I had just gotten my new French bulldog and he had pooped. He got out of his cage and he had pooped all over the house, man. And my partner at the time worked night shift. Right. So I didn't want her to get home and like, fuck, the house smells like shit and piss. And like, you know what I mean? So like 20 minutes extra, bro, like 20 minutes extra to clean up all that shit. I cleaned it up. I get in my car, put on my seatbelt, bro. And I'm driving down the loop going south. Right. I make a phone call. I pass the Walmart going south on the loop, right? So I pass the Walmart on the right-hand side and on the on the left-hand side is a text dot, right? So just so we know where I'm headed, right? Yeah. I pass the loop and then there was that, that bridge that passes over 359, mm-hmm. right? So there was always state troopers there, bro. So I, I had a habit of like passing the bridge and just putting on cruise control and I would go all the way to Rio Bravo, right? 
I see my mom, bro. I see my mom. She's coming this way and I'm going this way. Like we cross paths, bro. As this is happening. So I'm like, okay, I call my mom. She doesn't answer. I put my phone down. I'm driving, right? And then as I'm going, if you guys remember, and it might still be under construction. I haven't been on the radar in a long time. As you pass the stripes behind United South, right? That's the, the Cuatrocientos Road, right? The, the road abruptly ends, bro. Like, it just fucking, if you keep going straight, you're like, you're going to go into the fucking ditch, right? So there was this, this painter's van in front of me, right? And I'm like, oh, I'm always driving on the left lane, right? So I'm like, oh, man, like, <clears throat> I see this dude and the dude keeps going straight, bro. And like, he goes into the ditch, bro. And I'm laughing now, right? It was not funny, right? But like, just the way that I saw it, I'm like, holy shit, let me switch to the right lane so I don't cause an accident, right? Okay, boom, I slow it down to 55. I put it on cruise control, right? I'm on the right lane. I never do that, bro. I never do that. I'm driving, I'm driving, I'm driving. And then right behind Los Obispos Middle School, bro, there's been several accidents there, man. Yeah. And that exact same spot. <clears throat> this person comes and I see a little Ford Escort, bro, a little um, ZX2, right? Like a little, little webito, little car, right? Like a little fucking 2,000 pound car, bro. At the time, I'm driving a bulletproof car, right? <clears throat> I, um, uh, it was a very expensive vehicle, right? Top of the line. And I'm driving and I'm driving. And then I see, I'm like, holy shit, she's not going to stop, bro. Like, there's a stop sign there, right? Like, because obviously you're on a highway. They have to stop, right? Yeah. Bro, well, I see this, right? And she fucking passes the stop sign, bro. So I fucking press the brakes on my car and I turn the steering wheel this way. Boom, I swivel, right? And I just close my eyes, bro. And I heard a boom, one big bang. And I was like, oh, man. And then after that, I hear a boom, a second big bang, bro. And then that, after the second big bang, it's like I saw like a, like a light, like a white light. And I was hearing voices. I, I, I couldn't remember. I'll be lying to you if I remember what they were telling me, bro. But it was like a white, like a sharp white light. I remember really bright white light. And it was like people talking to me, man. Like, it like I don't know, like, I can't remember what they were saying. But then I wake up and then I look at my arm, bro. And I don't know why, like, for some reason, I look at my left arm, this arm, right? And I pinch it and I pinch it as hard as I can. And I was like, oh, like, I felt that. And I'm like, okay, all right, so I'm alive, man. All right, cool. So then I'm like, let me assess myself, bro. Like, let me see what happened, right? My airbags all fucked up. The Like, everything, the car is torn into pieces, bro. <clears throat> um, I was going between... 45 and 50 miles an hour, right? So I, the the doors had a security hinge, right? So one of the hinges would go this way, one of the hinges would go this way. Door was so heavy. <clears throat> I get out through the window. I run around the car and I run towards the car. That's the first thing. So after, after I, uh, I run towards the car, I look inside the car and there's nobody in the car. I was like, what the fuck? Like, there's nobody in the car. And I'm freaking out, bro. Like, I'm borderline concussion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, the adrenaline's going a 1,000 miles an hour. And then the painter's van that I had just passed stops. And he's like, mijo, I saw everything. 
she passed the stop sign. And I was like, who passed the stop sign? And he just tilts his head like that. And he points. So I go around the car. When I go around the car, man, that image still haunts me, bro. You know? After that, I run back to my to my car. I call my mom. Mom, this just happened. She thinks I'm playing because I just saw her two minutes ago. I'm like, no, turn back now. And then hang up, call 911. Hey, this just happened. This is where I'm at. Boom. I fall. I black out, bro. I wait. Hold on, bro. Hold on. They want to get my cup to a bed. Hold on, um, hey, Jay, after- Jay. Hold on. Give me a quick second, bro. I think you cut off for like another tw- ten seconds right there. I have an unstable connection here, real quick. So you 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 blacked out, and then what? After I black out, I wake up handcuffed to a bed at the hospital. No way, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, the, they wanted uh my statement, so I give him my statement. The only witness that, that was there gave his statement. And I think that's the only reason why there was nothing, nothing ever happened after that. But I'm telling you, like, these things keep happening in my life, man, like over and over and over. It's like, like a giant reset. You know what I mean? And now that um, I'm fully, I don't want to say fully, right? But now that I'm more in tune, now that I'm, I'm spiritually awake, now that I'm able to recognize patterns, algorithms, frequencies, resonances, and stuff like that, I'm able to stay away from the bad. I'm able to keep the good in, you know, and um, just uh, share the love that I have inside of me. You know what I mean? Like people often spend their whole lives trying to find their purpose, you know, and I, I'm right there with everybody. I'm 37 years old. You know what I mean? And, and I still don't know what my purpose in life is, but Whatever it is, I know that I'm meant or my purpose in life is to help others. There's no other reason why I would have to go through all this, man. Like there's I believe that the stars and the universe and the skies and the gods like create people. You know, there's scholars. Obviously, there's scholars. There's there's teachers. There's a bunch of other things, a lot of categories that these people fall into, man. And I strongly believe that I'm a warrior. You know, I was uh, in many lifetimes ago in this lifetime and in many next lifetimes, I'm going to continue to be a warrior. Why? Because I I have to. That's my role. You know what I mean? And unfortunately, or I don't want to say unfortunately, right? But as a warrior, you have to carry people's burdens on your back sometimes. You have to be the pillar for your family. You have to really be the tough one, you know? But I found that if you give yourself a chance to be vulnerable, if you give yourself a chance to feel once you feel it and it's gone it'll never feel the same man it'll never feel the same wow man that was thank you for sharing all that information bro all that that beautiful story bro like like you said it was a roller coaster you know like in a lot of ways um tragedy you know uh self-reflection doing the work you know like actually reading and that that's one of the hardest disciplines to like even me like i love to read but it's a discipline bro like you need to be disciplined about reading and actually learning what you're reading like actually downloading that information but like all of that that you went through and it's i'm still like 
processing like a lot of the information you share with me right now, bro. And Robert, <laughs> but uh, it's a, uh, it's it's an intense frequency change, you know, because I, I think like like the little background in my you know infinite talks, you see the logo right there. That stands for love, and I always say it in every show and every episode. And I told the guests like that is the love frequency. And infinite talks is about sharing the love frequency. You're you're just saying it, bro. Like you, that's your mode. You know, like you've uh, learned that you have to love the the story you've been through, and that you're going through. What's happening for you, and being able to see the patterns. A lot of us don't learn that until like I was. I told Robert, and I've told other people like sometimes we don't see the patterns until like it's too late. So the next dimension, you carry that over. Like, okay, I, I learned that in the length, the former life. And then uh, I've learned to see it now. Um, and I might be, a lot of people might be thinking right now, what are you talking about? But it's like, you, when you're in this world, you have a lot of experiences that are happening for you, but sometimes you happen, you think they're happening to you. And you're like, nah, you're fighting against that grain. And they're like, stuff is happening for you. And then if you don't know how to, Inter intercept that that uh awakening then you're not gonna awake until like it's it's either i always say like it either happens that when you're really really young and you just boom this kid knows where he's going or sometimes because of a tragedy or whatever like you learn i think like tragedy tragedies uh they awaken people in certain ways right and uh, sometimes it could be just self-reflection bro like you've gone through addiction you've gone or somebody's gone through some some like tough you know, lonely place where you, the only way out was to actually look within. And when you yeah. start looking within and actually, okay, why am I here? Why did this happen? Why you start putting the algorithm together? A lot of these algorithms and Robert can and vouch for me because like we, we talked about this before. Sometimes our culture creates the algorithms for us. Sometimes our yeah. family unit creates the algorithms for us. And we don't see this if we're not aware. Right. It's generational curses that yeah. keep repeating themselves over and over and over, man. Like, um, like for those people that have like tra traumatic childhoods, like, hey, it, it's not even your parents' fault. It's not even your parents' parents' fault, bro. It's like, you before know, before them, way before be them. Before them, bro. Like you said, yeah. and even in past lifetimes, you know what I mean? Like if, if you haven't played out your karma in past lifetimes, it's going to catch up to you again. You know, and like you said, you mentioned it earlier. There's a there's a saying um, in Spanish, my mom would always tell me, bro, she's, she's, a, I'm, I'm not a religious person. I'm a very spiritual person, but I'm not a religious person, right? My, my mother is a hardcore Christian, bro. And she's like, cuando platico, no le preguntes por qué, pregúntale para qué. Like, not why, but. What for? For what? For what? What for? Yes. And ever since all that shit happened to me, man, and I brought that back into my life and I started using it i'm like you know what bro it's because like that's um, a lot of a lot of us don't know how to pray right so but if you know how to communicate with god god's always talking to us bro we just know we have to have a keen ear or a keen sense of the third eye opening and seeing these things happening for us they're like oh man i asked for that prayer and it's actually happening okay but i uh i didn't know it was going to come like this you know like it just comes god talks in different in a different frequency bro and uh and God is is always gonna respond, but he's not gonna respond with like 
your exact uh, interpretation. You yeah, it's going to come like <laughs> in its own formula. And it's a beautiful formula, but like you need to be aware that it's there. You know, like it, it takes a while. 100%. But, yeah, man. Yeah, it's um. so like I was I was having conversations with Robert and we haven't even let Robert talk yet, man. But I was telling <laughs> him that like, you know what I mean? Like, don't don't, don't that that positive mantra group that he has going, yes. man. Like, I'm like, brother, you have no idea how many people you're going to impact. Like, just don't get discouraged because like there's going to be dark times, bro. There's going to be dark times. Seasons change, you know, mm-hmm. seasons change. People come and go and, and you can't. You can't attach yourself to anything or to mm-hmm. anybody that doesn't resonate with you as let me put it to you this way, bro. Have you ever seen an eagle fly in a pack? Or have you ever seen a lion hunt in a pack? No, right? They can't, bro. They can't. When you become an alpha or when you raise your frequency so high that brother, I don't even I can't even people anymore, man. Like I can't even go outside and talk to people anymore. Not because I don't want to but because I'm not going to lower my frequency for the sake of conversation. You know what I mean? I'm not going to lower my vibrational state for the sake of conversation and take it as you will take it as, as being an asshole. Take it as you, I've worked too fucking hard to come up here. Right. For me to like, just resonate with somebody for the sake of conversation. You know what I mean? Like countless times, let's go out, let's go party. Let's go. Bro. I can't anymore, man. I can't like my body won't even allow me to. It was makes that, was that Robert? Huh? What'd you say, Robert? No, no, like uh, it makes him sick. And and I understand what he's what he's saying is that like, for example, like it's hard for me now to tolerate negativity. Like uh, you know, just just a quick uh, quick so, something that happened to me two days ago. Um, you know, uh, I was at work and um, so uh, this so we have to uh, we have a, a company that takes out the water from from uh, from from the wells or from the tanks and um this guy um he, he's a contractor you know we, we, it, it, there were two contractors and he, he called me and said hey man uh, what's what's happening why haven't we had uh any any work uh what's going on and i explained to him no we've been having issues with the company you know with, with your company but no disrespect i mean it's just part of like you say jay's business you know it's a it's a cutthroat business unfortunately uh but i was like how can i word it so i won't have to um offend them and so i was you know watching what i was saying you know with all respect and stuff like that but i was just picking up this negative energy you know like he was just complaining and he he called you know to the, the other uh, his his, um, his other companion so he, he came over and it was so weird like it was the the energy shift from a negative person to a positive person and it was just i just shifted i just shifted my attention because the guy was just you know as as he, as he was talking as uh, he was opening up but you know it's more of his his frustrations of you know we got to work and la 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 and la 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 and I asked them, uh, you know, a simple job that, you know, other companies have done, but for some reason it did not fit his agenda. Like the guy that was, he, he was a tall guy, bro. He's a tall guy. No, oh, man, it's good. I have to go up and I have to go down. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, bro, do, are you, are you, do you recognize anything that you're saying out of your mouth? Like everything that you're talking about is all negativity. I didn't say anything, right? I'm just like, well, you're, you're, well, you're sir, thinking that you were thinking that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the guy, he's now part of the group of uh, the guy that I, uh, he came over because 
he was like the peacemaker because he was seeing my reactions. But I was I was trying to just you know chill, like uh, try to be very uh, professional about it. But I just told him, brother, you know, you know, unfortunately, like we've had we we've never had any issues with any other companies. I don't know what's uh, what you're trying to say. And then he he jumped in. His name is Juan. He jumped in. No, no, don't worry about it. Like we'll take care of it. We have experience. We can do this. We can do that. And I was paying attention to Juan. And I was looking at this guy and he, and he was just, you know, kicking the dirt, bro. Like just looking down like that. And, and I just, I had to pause and I just had to ask him, hey, bro, do you stress a lot? And he said, <laughs> yeah, man. I just, I just, he, he, dude, he just told me, yeah, man, it's good. I have a lot of bills and la, 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 la. And just, you know, you know, it, it was more of a victim game, you know, the victim game, like poor me, poor me, poor me. And, you know, so I just shifted my attention to Juan and, and we were just, we were just vibing, bro. Just vibing, vibing. You know, he, he settled, you know, the conversation down because it could have gone, you know, sideways, you know, like, and uh, he calmed it down and we carried on the day. And I was just like, I was intrigued by this guy, you know, like, you know, his demeanor, you know, the way he was talking, like, uh, you know, it, not to sound gay, but it attracted, you know, the, the vibe, the energy. And we just vibe, bro. We're just talking about life and stuff like that. And, you know, we, 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 we talked about for three hours, but in other words, the moral of the story is that, you know, you, you get tired of negativity, bro. You, you just don't want to hear it, man. Like, I guess after so much, uh, you know, so much turmoil, so much uh, disgust, so much anguish, like all these emotions, you just don't want to relive again. And you don't want to be associated with people like that because it's just like Jesus. It just brings you down, bro. It just brings you down. And you just want to revolve yourself with, with positive people, with people that are going to encourage you, with people that are not going to have any uh, judgment, no criticism. You know, you just want to feel like what we're talking about right now, man. You, I'm comfortable. I don't, you know, Jay was comfortable, you know, opening up, you know, like it's just. You, you don't, I don't hear like, AJ, why do you do this? And blah, 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 blah. it's not about that, man. You know, mm. I, you know, you went through a lot, you know, Eric went through a lot. I went through a lot. I have no right to, to be saying hey this and that, because I wasn't in your shoes. You get what I'm saying? So it's just, it's just that. man. So it's uh, uh, having, it's a, a lot of uh, part of the awakening process is, is your empathy, man. You start empathizing and you start feeling all these things, bro. And like, like you said, like people get close to you and bro, bro, right now, like I am so in tune with myself that I can in 10 seconds, maybe 30 seconds, right? Maybe I exaggerate a little bit In 30 seconds. I can read you a person from head to toe, bro. Just from the way they approached me, from the way they shook my hand, from eye contact, from body language, from things that I've trained myself on. Like I said, this is, this is, you have to sharpen that tool. It's going to help you, man. Like now what I do for a living, I can't disclose too much because I signed a non-disclosure, right? But I, I work um, with the federal government, with with uh, immigration actually, right? And like I, you absorb so much that you're just tired. My son tells me sometimes like, dad, how he asks me every day, dad, how was your day? And like, sometimes I get like these knots right here, bro. I'm just like, man, like I'm just tired, bro. You know, like because of absorption. So you need to find a proper way to decompress you know no. what i mean you need to find you need to find a, a, a way to to release a healthy way to release uh, because all that tends up you know man like I, I i totally understand where you're coming from well both of y'all because and everywhere we go and and I, I i have a different approach you know um as far as like if there's somebody that's a negative you know or you know quote unquote i try to filter that out uh, as far as like, you know, hearing them out. And then at, at the same time, 
uh, appreciate where they are. You know, their journey is going to, it's like awakenings, bro. Everybody has their own awakening. Eventually, that's what I'm saying. Like these people will have it later on probably. And but then you run into people that have had it already. So when you connect with these people and you're sharing your journeys or not sharing a journey, but you're absorbing, uh, uh, observing a journey that's happening like, hey, that guy or that girl, man, like there's they're going through something internal, you know, like they're blocked, they're uh, they're stuck, they're not moving forward, the karma, you know, like all this stuff. So if you're able to appreciate what's happening in front of you and for you, no matter what it is, but if you're able to keep your, you know, your balanced state inside, those situations that, that happen for us, these people, like it's a blessing in disguise because you're able to, oh, you know what? I'm okay. You know, I'm okay. And and I pray for that, for that person's journey that, you know, that one of these days they, they find, figure it out because like I said, sometimes people find it early on in life. I've heard tragedies where when people go through like a certain traumatic event and it's everything from that point forward, it's just like a different avenue of thinking. They connect to higher source and they're like able to do what they have to do in this world before they go. And then other people like that you hear, like uh, uh, we've heard my conversation with Khalif a few, uh, a couple episodes ago or last episode, right? Khalif talks about how um, that he, when his grandma would take him to see the older folks, right? And they're in their deathbed and they're like talking about all these regrets. And like, they probably are still waking up at, at that day when they're dying. You know what I mean? There's awakenings happening at that moment. So it just depends yeah. where you are in your spiritual sense. And I feel like, um, I thank God that I have, uh, like my grandmother, she taught me a lot, man. She taught me a lot. My grandmother passed away 2014, but she gave me a lot of downloads that took a while for me to actually understand them. But uh, she gave me these downloads, bro. And I feel like now that I have all these tools, kind of like what you were talking about, Jay and Robert, like you're, we're all going through these, like this tool set that we use now, I'm able to appreciate, uh, you know, what I'm going through and not, not feeling like I have to fast forward. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, I want to get there already. Understanding the yeah. journey is, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Guys, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that one minute mark and we're going to go ahead and do another 30 to 40 minutes. If y'all down. Yeah. Or I'm down, bro. I'm having fun with this. All right. <laughs> let, let, let me, uh, let me continue and let me stop this and then continue again. Hold on. <laughs> 